show the flash he played uh elastic man on the show and he just got fired over racist and misogynistic tweets dating back to 2012 we'll talk a little bit about that in sports as we all know over the weekend conor mcgregor decided to retire from the sport of mma and a lot of people are talking a lot of uh, mad crap Conor McGregor because of his retirement. So we'll talk a little bit about that. In video game news, I had the opportunity to uh, to interview one of gaming's most top personalities, the hip-hop gamer. He's from Hot 97 FM. We'll talk a little bit to, with him about how he got started in the gaming world, and also he has a little bit of insight on the new PS5 coming up, which uh, is set to actually, uh, Sony is set to talk a little bit about that and do the reveal on June 11th. So we'll talk a little bit, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and get some insight on that in that interview but first here are the twins que me gusta right here on the Xander Effect
Kanan. Catch me coming up on the Xander effect. You're not gonna want to miss this one. Let the dancing begin. She like a real with that trap money. I let that bad, bad throw it back for me. And I keep it fucking with a bit on it. They know that I got the jewels. I got the color money. Yo, oh no, I'm getting money. Yo, oh no, I'm getting money. Stick low when I'm spending money. They know that I got the jewels. I got the color money. She know I got the dope. I got that good, good. She like to smoke. I'm a real trap. She cuff the dope. I make the pack flip. She tuck and roll. I untuck and blow. Pack, pack up and go. I ain't got say nothing. She already know who, who got the juice. I'm dripping sauce. This what she get when she whip with a boss. When she whip, when she whip with a boss. I run the band. What it cost? Yeah. What it cost? Rolling with a boss. Riding around town with the top, top, top. No games, I ain't playing with you. No lane, no f. No, no. I ain't with the bro, 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 bro. You already know, you already she know. She like baby. a real with that trap money. I let the bad, bad throw it back for me. And I keep it fucking with the big honest. They know that I got the jewels, I got the color money. Yo, oh no, I'm getting money. Yo, oh no, I'm getting money. Stay low when I'm spending money. They know that I got the jewels. I got the color money. Color money. Dancing begin. Use it. Hold up. Wait, wait, man, slow down. Color, color money. Got enough for the throw around. Throw around. And you might come through. Make sure you call if you plan on sliding through. Foot, foot to the gas. Hand on the clutch. On the clutch. Grip on my pole. I don't give a hand on my pole. No, she won't. She won't. Pockets are swole. No, she won't. She won't. T.I. It's another day. We are. Uh, stack up. Fist of thought. Back up. 30 for the 40, see how that add up. The shot is shooting for me, twerking with a uh. No games, I ain't playing with you. No lane, no f. No. I ain't with no bro, bro, bro. You already know, you already know. Shit, I got real with that trap money. I let the bad, bad throw it back for me. And I keep it fucking with a bit on it. They know that I got the jewels, I got the color money. Yo, oh no, I'm getting money. Yo, oh no, I'm getting money. Stay low when I'm spending honest. They know that I got the juice. I got the color money. Go, 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 go,
they know when I'm spending money. They know that I got the juice, I got the color money. Sons Color Money right here on the Xander Effect. In entertainment news, Hartley Sawyer, who plays Ralph Dibney, a.k.a. Elastic Man, on the CW's The Flash, has been fired due to some racist and misogynistic tweets that he posted in, in, during 2012 and 2014. And basically, it's come, those tweets have come back to haunt him in a huge way. The CW went ahead and uh, gave a statement saying, actually, uh, Ber Berlanti Productions gave a statement saying, quote, Hartley Sawyer will not be returning for season seven of The Flash in regards to Mr. Sawyer's posts on social media. We do not tolerate derogatory remarks that target and race ethnicity, national, or national origin, gender, or sexual orientation. Such remarks are antithetical to our values and policies which strive and evoke to promote a safe, inclusive, and productive environment for our workforce. Now, let me tell you, these tweets were... I, I can't believe this came out of the same person because his character, Ralph Dibney, seems like such a nice guy, like really down to earth, really, really cool dude. And, you know, superhero. And, but this definitely does not reflect on the real person, the actor, Hartley Sawyer. His tweets were ridiculous. Like I saw posts of his tweets and many people uh, retweet, reposted them, actually. His tweets included things like enjoyed a secret boob viewing at an audition today. Uh, this is on February 14th, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, February 13th of 2014. Another one that says, I think I could work in a, well, I can't say the word, in a tea factory and be pretty happy. This is uh, April 23rd of 2014. Uh, pretty resentful, my expletive deleted uh, dog hasn't joined me in bed yet. Um, I don't know when that was posted. Um, there's another one that says, Sure, I have access to clean water, but I can't watch Godzilla at home until I get my surround sound. So I, it, the tweets went on to go ahead and say another one, too. This one was from December 19th of 2012. It says, Dozing off on my couch like a child molester slash my brother. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, it's, it's really difficult to, to read the rest of this. But in response to what happened... And in response to his, uh, to his, uh, to him being fired from the Flash, he went on social media and decided to go ahead and post something on social media saying, "My word, quote, my words irrelevant of being meant with an intent of humor were hurtful and unacceptable. I am ashamed. I was capable of these really horrible attempts to get attention at that time. I regret, I regret them deeply. This is not acceptable behavior." These were words I threw out at the time with no thought or recognition of the harm my words could do and now have done today. I am incredibly sorry, ashamed, and disappointed in myself for my ignorance back then. I want to be very clear. This is not reflective of what I think or who I am now. Years ago, thanks to friends and experiences who helped me to open my eyes, I began my journey into becoming a more responsible adult in terms of what I say, what I do, and beyond. I've largely kept that journey private, and this is another way that I have let so many down. I still have more work to do, but how I define myself now does not take away the impact of my words, my responsibility for them. 
I am very sorry. Man, it, it's 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 a very difficult situation because I mean, going into season seven, there's a lot of there's been a lot of changes. The CW is going through a lot of crazy changes right now. Having lost uh, Ruby Rose as Batgirl, now they lose, uh, you know, they lose. Uh, well, they fire Hartley Sawyer, and he was the Elastic Man. There was gonna be more than likely gonna be a lot of new story, like you know, a story with him as well. It was starting to grow. His character was starting to grow. So, who knows how they're going to go ahead and let go of that character on the flash and who knows what's going to happen next we might have to go ahead and implement a new character uh in the flash so we'll see what happens in season seven in other entertainment news another person that's under fire for a tweet they sent out is terry cruz now terry went ahead and he posted on twitter quote defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy equality is the truth like it or not we are all in this together he got a lot of flack for using the term supremacy and he got a lot of flack i mean one of his uh you know uh, another actor uh, orlando jones went ahead and tweeted Black supremacy, we represent 13% of US population, hold no institutional power, and gaslight our coworkers. We got 99 problems and your math isn't the only one. Hashtag stronger together. So that was that was Orlando's uh, response to Terry Crews. Another one that responded was was um was uh, Wharton Rigby. And uh, I'm sorry, Daryl Wharton Rigby, and he said we have a fan quote. We have officially entered the twilight zone on a day when Mitt Romney marches for hashtag Black Lives Matter and Terry Crews does the thing he does. Another one that also uh, made a mention of it was Frederick Joseph. He went ahead and tweeted, every time I think Terry Crews has done the worst, he always does more. And th there's many more to it. Another one, Rick Ricky Davila. Uh, he went ahead and said, Terry Crews is bizarrely talking about black supremacy, something that doesn't exist, whilst Mitt Romney pro protests against racism. Today is giving me a massive headache. In all this, Terry decided to go ahead and respond. And he basically said, please know that every quote on a tweet, please know that everything I've said comes from a spirit of love and re reconciliation for the black community first, then the world as a whole, in hopes to see a better future for black people. I mean, in a sense, I gotta say that he was a little wrong for using the term for supremacy. Nobody is more superior than the other. We're all equal. Like I said before, we're all in this together. Whether it's the coronavirus, whether it's protesting injustice, anything. We're all in this together. We're all human beings. We all have blood that belongs through our veins. We all have bones that are easily broken. We all have hearts that are easily broken. We're all the same. So for one person to say they're superior than the other, is just that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No one is superior than the other. We're all in a constant state of learning all the time. So that's one thing. And, you know, it just goes to show that tweets, whether they're tweets from the past, as in, you know, Hartley Sawyer's case, or tweets of the present, which is in Terry Cruz's, uh, uh, you know, case, they come back to haunt you. Words can come back to haunt you. Regardless of what you said in the past, present, or or what you will see in the future, just keep in mind that these words will always come back to haunt you. So take care of what you say because what you say, the words that you say, will definitely be able to hurt others. And you don't want to do that. You definitely don't want to do that. Remember, you know, post things of, you know, sympathy, post things of love, togetherness, you know, unity not diversity.
because again, we're all in this together. So that's my two cents worth on that. Coming up in sports, Conor McGregor announces his retirement over the weekend, and a lot of people are both kind of happy, but also talking a lot of smack to uh, to the former fighter. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up next. But first, here is Great Digs Pedigree, right here on the Sander Effect. Yeah. 
right here on the Xander Effect. In sports, Conor McGregor has decided to retire from the sport of MMA. Over the weekend, uh, he went ahead and he tweeted, quote, hey guys, I've decided to retire from fighting. Thank you all for the amazing memories. What a ride it's been. Here is a picture of myself and my mother in Las Vegas post one of my world title wins. Pick the home of your dreams, Mags. I love you. Whatever your desire, it's yours. So he, he went ahead and he posted that shortly after the Amanda, Amanda Nunez fight uh, at UFC 250. And, I mean, he, he went into more depth as to exactly why he decided to retire. Uh, some of it had to do with what's going on right now with the, with the, poor, with the scheduling, no fans, etc., etc., so basically, like after he retired, that, that created a Twitter storm of a bunch of people, a bunch of the people he's talked crap about, talking crap back to him. And one of them is Floyd Money Mayweather, who basically uh, said on the social media, he said, if, quote, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you tell me Mike Tyson, or I'm sorry, didn't you tell Mike Tyson you could beat me if we fought a second time? Now you're quitting. I thought you wanted to beat the best. Well, if you decide to come back, I will be waiting to punish you again. <laughs> Strong words from from uh, Floyd Money Mayweather. Another one that decided to go ahead and also say a couple of things is Justin Gaethje, which basically took to Twitter and said, thankfully all of the elderly are still hiding in their homes. This guy is on another bender. Hashtag proper, I can't say that word, Hashtag by Felicia. Great fights tonight at Cody Nola underscore no love with the performance of the night. Hashtag UFC 250. Of course, Justin is referencing to the fact that uh, that uh, during a, uh, a moment of intoxication by uh, Conor McGregor, he decided to rough up an elderly person, which was all over the news. And so he decided to go ahead and uh, and bring that wonderful subject up in a Twitter. Another person that said is uh, uh, at fun or at Ben Askren went ahead and tweeted, McGregor ain't retiring, he's negotiating. He went, he went ahead to say, Connor, John, and George versus Dana. This should be interesting. Another one, at Gilbert Dorino said, all this, guy's all this guy's retiring now. At Dana White, you've got a real fighter right here. I fight any one of this, guy, of this guy's. At UFC, hashtag rare breed. Aaron or Chalmers at Aaron CG Shore said, 
Good luck with everything in the future at Notorious MMA. The greatest champ, champ ever. President of Ireland. Next. So, basically, they're saying maybe he should go ahead and go there. And the, the tweets just went on and on over, over his retirement. Some positive, some negative, mainly negatives from people that are, like, you know, fighters that he's already talked crap about. And uh, they want to go ahead and see him again. So, we'll see. I mean, you know, right now, a lot of fighters are a little bit, for lack of a better word, they're a little bit cagey because of what's going on. They're not getting the, the, the money that they're that they're asking for from Dana White and Dana White is pretty much giving a whole bunch of reasons as to why uh, he can't or he won't. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, it is what it is. UFC will still thrive regardless of these fighters being there or not. I mean, Dana White did show a little bit of, uh, of regret that uh, Connor decided to retire. Um, basically, in a press conference, he was regretful about it. He said that, you know, Connor made things a lot, a lot of, you know, made things fun, made the sport fun. So, and obviously, because, I mean, Connor's just, you know, he's a, he's, he's a talker. He loves talking smack to all his opponents, and he said he does a really good job of it to the point that people both love him and hate him for it. So, you know, it's one of those things where, where you know, it's uh, it is what it is, and we'll see if maybe Dana White is able to convince Connor to stay, and John Jones and everybody else that are you know that are either leaving or threatening to leave. So we'll see what happens there. In other sports news, the NFL has decided over the weekend as well has decided to recognize the kneeling of is of their athletes during the national anthem. And uh, uh, President, or I'm sorry, Commissioner Roger Goodell uh, went ahead and gave a statement in regards to that, to the point basically saying that, you know, uh, the statement read, quote, we, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systemic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and, and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe Black Lives Matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much-needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. So after saying that, President Donald Trump went ahead and condemned practically uh, the statement of of Roger Goodell by saying, quote, could it be even remotely possible that in Roger Goodell's rather interesting statement of peace and reconciliation, he was intimidating that it would now be okay for the players to kneel or not to stand for the national anthem, thereby disrespecting our country and or our flag? So that was that was Trump's tweet in response to Roger Goodell. Now the other question in mind here that you know that's that's going to happen is the person that started this uh, this these pro protests on the field is uh, former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick and there's been you know his his partner um she went ahead and tweeted saying that regardless of Roger Goodell's acknowledgement Kaepernick is still being blackballed in the NFL here's the thing after speaking to a lot of people that are experts in the NFL granted yes that's his protest may have had something to do with him being blackballed, but at the same time, his statistics, you know, in a, in a technical fashion, his statistics basically argue that in saying that he started, he wasn't, he was, he had a good run 
early on in his career, but then as as the time went by, he started kind of he started going at a decline as a quarterback. He wasn't he was uh, causing interceptions. Uh, he wasn't passing the ball correctly. There was a lot of things that happened that many people also attribute that to the reason why no other team has signed him on because they just felt that he wasn't you know he, I guess he's he just isn't uh, there. I mean. Maybe the contributing factor to him playing that way could be the distraction of the injustice going on in the world with, with you know, with uh, black people and the Black Lives Matter movement and everything. So that could have a contributing factor to the way he was playing, and that could have gotten in his head. But who knows? I mean, we'll see what happens in the new season. If, you know, after all this, Kaepernick's head is... You know, back to wanting to play again. Well, I mean, he's been wanting to back, wanting to play again. But we'll see if a team goes ahead and picks him up in the upcoming season. Coming up next in video game news, I had the opportunity to interview Hot 97 FM's hip hop gamer on the Xander Effect, and it was a fun interview, let me tell you. And he definitely educated me on a lot of aspects of gaming, and also gave me a little insight on uh, the specs for P. S5. As we all know, PS5, uh, Sony is releasing, uh, you know, pretty much is doing a reveal of PS5 on June 11th. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. But the person will definitely be keeping an eye on that is the Hip Hop Gamer. And man, it was an awesome, awesome interview. But first, here is Sephora's High on Your Love, right here on the Xander Effect. So 
effect, I have uh, the opportunity to interview the hip-hop gamer. He's a part of uh, uh, the East Coast Hot 97 FM. How you doing today, man? Yo, I'm blessed, bro. You know what I'm saying? Everything is great. Yo, Xander, all, all I want to say is that you that dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? You that dude, man. I appreciate you. I can't wait. Uh, I'm, I'm just honored to be a guest on your show, dog. Real talk. Nah, for real, man. And, and you know what? It's, it's awesome to have you on here because... I hardly ever get an opportunity. I, I mean, I've interviewed people that have been like in the music industry, entertainment industry, but I hardly ever get an opportunity to interview somebody that's in the gaming industry. And that's something yeah. that like, I because I'm a gamer, man. I, I love playing video games. Ever since I was a kid, ever since the Nintendo was out, I'm aging myself, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, oh, man. You know, I mean, I've been playing a game, I've been playing video games since I was a kid, man. I've been hooked. And call me a nerd, call me whatever you want. But it's it's just an awesome thing to have because it's an escape from from reality for a little bit. You get to be whoever you want to be. You get to do whatever you want to do without any real reper repercussions. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I love video games so much. That's why I love movies so much, too. You know, it, it takes you away from from everything. But I mean, with you, like when did like how did you get started into getting into video games? Yeah. So it all started with my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace. My grandma, she taught me how to play video games when I was four years old. So I've been playing video games all my life, man, literally. And, you know, uh, my grandmother, she didn't just uh, give me games as a way to get out of her hair. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. she literally taught me how to play games because she was a gamer. Like, I, the first game I ever played was Pac-Man. You know what I'm saying? Atari 2600. It, but uh, Nintendo is what made me a gamer. When I got Super Mario Brothers at Duck Hunt, like Mario Brothers made me a gamer, like for nice. life. Like that, that's what that happened. So my grandmother, she used a parallel of video games in terms of objectives, levels, and challenges and related it to real life because she used gaming as a tool to keep me off the streets. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So between video games and church and, you know, putting God first, that's what shaped my life up. So gaming is more than just gaming to play and have fun for me like gaming is literally one of the sources that makes me who I am as a person and my character in relation to you know following the Lord so to me gaming means a lot more than the average person and that's how I got into it man my grandmoms wow that's amazing no that's and that's you know what that's amazing to have that kind of an influence uh to be able to support you I mean and but I'm sure you got a lot of flack growing up you know, by people saying that, oh, you know, you're, you, you know, you're wasting your time, you're rotting your brain, because I got that from my parents all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yep. I mean, so how, if, how did you deal with that? So, so in my situation, um, that really didn't, I know that it existed, but that really didn't happen with me. Like, so when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? I played everything. I w I'm not just the typical dude from the hood that would play, you know, uh, Madden and, and basketball games and Grand Theft Auto. You know, I played everything. You name it. You know what I'm saying? Final Fantasy, Castlevania. You know, like, I, I played all games. You know what I'm saying? But when certain kids, you know, when I was in school and everything, that would try to, you know, like, get at me with that, uh, I know how to fight. So well, after that was established, nobody bothered me when it came to that. <laughs> and then, like, I'm just keeping it a buck. Like, I know how to fight. So yeah. once that what, that situation was eliminated, um, I actually put ki other kids on to, to games and other friends of mine that 
you know, play games anyway, it just became more the culture uh, growing up because I put a lot of people onto games um, as well. So, you know, I ain't really have to worry about that, but you're right. It does, that's something that does exist. Like, you know, um, if you're playing certain games, you're a nerd or you're not cool or you, whatever, you don't get no girls because you sit at home and play games, whatever. It's so funny how the the narrative is completely different in oh, yeah. this day and age. Oh, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So let's just say I was ahead of the curve very, very ahead of the curve, you know, <laughs> under, understanding um the power in games. But, uh, but yeah, man, um, I really didn't have to deal with that pers- personally, but uh, I do see it as a um something growing up, how people talked about it a lot. I'm just glad that that stigma is gone and uh, we move forward uh, with gaming because gaming is now the uh, number one form of entertainment in the world. So it's just an honor to see the result of where we at today. And, and it's evolved so much over the years, too. And we'll get into the evolution of video games in a second. But, you know, your your moniker is hip hop gamers. So, yep. you know, I mean, how did you integrate or how did you figure to integrate hip hop, you know, into gaming? Yeah, so um, it's what I've done all my life. But I'm going to tell you the key part that changed everything. So when I was 14 years old, um, I started rapping. Like, that's when I actually started. And they used to call me Jackal Flares. You know what I'm saying? And I and actually shout out to MC Shan <laughs> and Crazy Sam for those that remember them from back in the day. Mm-hmm. But um they actually was gonna sign me, like sign me and um uh my brother and my cousin, because we we had a group and they was actually gonna sign us, you know what I'm saying? Like everything, like I had a lot of stuff going on, like when I was younger in terms of just rapping, period. But um my grandmother was like was worried that I was getting into like, you know, hardcore gangster rapping at the time I'm going into the projects every day. I was starting to get caught up like a bit in, in that world. Exactly. Exactly. So what happened, so what happened is, um, the more I started to learn, cause I, so here's a unique parallel for y'all. Um, when I graduated high school in 2000, I started working at the record labels and stuff like that. So, from like 2000 to 2014, I worked for every single record label. You name it, Rockefeller, uh, Def Jam, Universal Music Group, Interscope. I done seen a lot of stuff. So even before that, just being in the music industry, I didn't realize how fake it was. Mm. Like I didn't realize how evil people can be. Like it, like it, it's a dangerous business like to be in from the perspective that I've seen at a young age. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Now keep in mind, I don't smoke, I don't drink. You know what I mean? I don't, there's a lot of things I don't do. I just wrote my raps and played my games. Mm-hmm. And the things I started to get exposed to at a young age and people that I seen or people that I even looked up to, I started looking at them different once I started seeing certain things in the, in, in the uh, I'm about to say the game industry, <laughs> the uh, music industry. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow. And then I started realizing, I started having conflicting feelings. Like, I started, like, yo, I'm not sure if I want to be here, but I do want to make it in rap. It did, like, yo, it was, I had a battle. I had a lot of demons I had a battle. And then what happened is, um, uh, in 2007, because uh, I used to watch G4 Tech TV a lot. And G4 was like oh, the ESPN. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember G4, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so ESPN was like the, so G4 Tech TV was like the ESPN for video games in terms yep. of the network. And yeah, you, had screen serve, you had screensavers, Attack of the Show, X-Play, all these uh, uh, shows. And Adam Sessler, that's my man, but he's one of the people that I um, followed a lot. And there was this video that came out about Assassin's Creed, right? And I made a video about it because I didn't like 
what the guy said. And when I made this video, I got discovered by a gentleman by the name of Torrance Davis. And he's been going to E3 and all these other major places. And for those that don't know what E3 is, that's the Super Bowl of the gaming industry. Let's oh, just yeah. put it like that. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and the thing is, uh, I started my hip-hop gamer show. And I was doing it every Sunday. And he wanted me to put my show on his website. And because of that, that got me into E3. And when I went to E3 in 2008, that changed my life. Um, the whole hip hop, like like before that, you know, there, there was uh, I had the name hip hop gamer, but when I got the E3, that's that changed my life. Like that opened me up to make me realize that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, game journalism and everything just expanded uh, from there. So that's how the hip hop part and the gaming part married one another because when I was 14 I started rapping but I've always been a gamer and then once I took the skills that I had and put it together on camera as a brand that's when hip-hop gamer was truly born wow that's and that's and that's incredible like you know you've made a career out of playing video games which is like yeah. something that a lot of people would love to be doing and you know to be honest with you it's it's really cool because I've seen your your social media and on your social media you have uh like a title belt I mean, what, yeah. what, what, can you tell me a little bit about what's that about? Yeah, well, you know, like growing up, you know what I'm saying? We love wrestling. We love yeah, boxing. Like, you know, there. like, you know what I'm saying? I grew up on that. You know what I mean? So um, when it comes to the championship belts, I had every single championship belt without, you know, when I was a kid because I love wrestling so much. Oh, wow. But, but, you know, my grandmother, she's always been my champion. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And she always said that I was her champion. You understand? So the belt that I got, you actually see a picture of my grandmother on it and you see a picture of my son on it. Um, my son, his name is Marcus and he's a gamer as well, six years old. And on the belt, you also see Eminem, Jay-Z and Tupac rep representing the hip hop side. Then, then you got Mario, Master Chief and Kratos from God of War on the other side. And then you got God first at the top because without God, nothing, nothing else is going to exist. Hot 97 and my also also my other partner is Logitech G. So everything that makes me like who I am and what I represent is on my belt because I feel like I'm the best at what I do. So I have to honor what I do from a championship standpoint. Nice. No, that's amazing. And and and, and let's, uh, about in regards to uh, Hot 97, how did you get LinkedIn with them? Okay, so uh, when I was working in the mailroom, uh, shout out to my man, Davey D, like Davey D from uh, Republic Records, uh, he saw what I was doing, because you got to keep in mind, even when I was working in the mailroom, I was still getting like major interviews with Samuel Jackson and stuff like that while I was still working in the mailroom. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm doing major stuff in the gaming world while I'm working in the mailroom. So the word started to get around that like, yo, this is about gaming dude works in the mailroom. Like I, like, I will see him in the mailroom, then I will see him on the red carpet. Like, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when I, when I was showing my man Davey D all the stuff I was doing, he's like, yo, you should talk to Hot 97. They could really utilize this. Like, they need this type of content. Like, mm -hmm. and, and you know, Hot 97 and Power 105, they're always battling. You know what I'm saying? Ebro in the morning, Breakfast Club, and all this other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So um, what happened is there was a, an event that Facebook did for this game called Gigit, right? And Gigit wasn't that good of a game, but they put all this money into this big event. And um, Peter Rosenberg, Ebro, and all of them, they was on the red carpet for this event. And I was covering the event, you know, I'm a journalist. So um, I did an interview with Peter Rosenberg, and the interview was so good that they was like, yo, we should, you know, continue this. We should talk more. And I was like, yeah, we should definitely talk more. But also, how come y'all don't utilize gaming? Like, you know, within Hot 97, like, yeah, I remember hip-hop and video games 
grew up together at the same time. Like yeah. the first commercial system that came out, I believe, was uh, Atari 2600 in terms of, I think, like 1973 or something like that. And hip hop, I believe, was born in 1976, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like they grew up together and also received the same type of criticisms. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's amazing how real this is. So that's why my brand is Hip Hop Gamer, because I feel like I'm the embodiment of both of the things that I love so much that was treated the same exact way at the same times as they came up. It's crazy. But to, to go on with the red carpet, um, I did that. And then we had a meeting. Um, I, had, I had a meeting at Hot 97. And I was with Hot 97 for a while. And it took, you know, a lot of layers that I had to break down in order to make them understand and realize that this ain't going to work unless it's authentic. And they gave me opportunity to make it authentic and gave me like some control in the creative area. And once I did that and I did my partnership with Logitech G and I brought um, the, one of the biggest brands in tech and the biggest brand in hip hop together and do content and impact the community and stuff like that. That's how the hot 97 joint was born. And we've been rocking for like some years now, man. Like I, I I've really been on it, man. Like, for real, like, so I'm very excited about that, bringing gaming content to Hot 97, uh, streaming the latest video games on Hot 97. Like, that stuff wasn't, never happened before until, um, you know, God allowed me to make that reality. No, and that, and you know what, that's actually, that's actually very innovative because it hardly, you hardly ever hear any, like, segments. You have your sports, you have your entertainment, you have your weather, you know, you have your regular, you know, type of news, but you don't have video games included in in these like news segments so it's really cool that you added you know this this segment into you know uh, uh, an already built-in system so that 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 actually works out well for a lot of people how have you have you how have you guys been dealing because i know that you're in new york i'm in los angeles so so i know that you guys got hit hard with the pandemic how have you been dealing with the pandemic and with you know with everything with because i mean they canceled e3 which was a major disappointment for a lot of people uh they they did it online though which is really cool but you know it's obviously not the same so how have you guys been dealing with all with this like crisis this pandemic and everything oh well see in the gaming world like we was already doing major stuff online anyway. So a lot of companies that's adjusting and trying to do things online is just a whole lot more work been coming our way. Cause since more people are home, more people are playing games and more people are doing content and more people are streaming and more people are discovering new ways to do things. And we was already doing the things that they trying to figure out. So to me, you gotta keep in mind, you know, like before Twitch was Twitch, it was Justin TV. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We, we've been utilizing these services for the longest. Like, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of these companies, they, you know, ignored it. And I'm like, all right, okay. And now they're like, yo, how do we, uh, we need this, uh, blah, blah, blah. And so we've been doing a lot more stuff. Like one of the things that we're doing right now uh, with Facebook is, uh, we got this series called Play Apart Together. And every week we had different celebrities from Master P to Jim Jones, Cameron. You know, everybody has just been crazy. So we got that, you know, playing games to raise money for the COVID-19 situation. And then um, even uh, outside of that, uh, we're seeing a whole lot more uh, shows and, and content being created. Just look at the versus battle. Just look at all of these things. It's like finding new ways to be creative and be valuable digitally. And gaming is like 
that's what we do every day. So now a lot of these companies is incorporating that in their business model, which is very exciting. And when we come out of this, a lot of these things is going to remain. So I'm telling everybody, businesses everywhere, if gaming and yo Xander, like really pay attention to this, bro. Mm -hmm. If gaming is not a part of your general business model, your general structure, on how your business operates, you are losing and yep. you are behind. Facts. Period. So I'm telling you right now, let this be a lesson because, for example, Travis Scott, right? You know, a lot of people can't go and do shows and perform and tour, but Travis Scott just did a six-day tour in Fortnite and got over 21 million people to check it out. Yep. You understand the value in that. And you got to understand, Travis Scott is not the first person to do this. Marshmallow isn't even the first person to uh, uh, to do this overall. Like, back in the day during the PlayStation 3 era, I was one of the first, uh, I'm the first uh, black journalist to be um, uh, a character inside PlayStation Home. So I was built in 75 million, uh, well, uh, 83 million now, I think. But um, I'm, I was programmed inside every single PS3 wow. through PlayStation Home. And inside PlayStation Home, we had rap battles, little concerts. It was like Second Life, but built in your PlayStation. It was unbelievable. So what I'm saying is, what everybody's going crazy over now, you know, we've been doing since 2006, 2007. Like, you, yeah. know, you understand what I'm saying? So it's exciting to see. But for someone like me, I'm even more excited because I already knew it was going to happen. Why do you think my name is my name? Hip Hop Gamer. <laughs> what do you see happening? I've been on to this. Like, this ain't nothing new for me, so I'm just excited to see it. And it's the truth because it's almost, it's, it's similar to what I've been talking about with my executive producer uh, as far as podcasts are concerned. Podcasts have been around for years. I've been doing, I've been podcasting since 2000, like, since what, 2011, 2010? I've right. been podcasting since then, like, on and off since then. And it, it, you know, suddenly this pandemic hits, suddenly you start seeing all these podcasts just popping out of nowhere, out yep. of just the blue. It's just like they just start popping up everywhere because since a lot of them can't go to a studio or they don't have the right equipment or bandwidth or satellite or what have you to do an actual live radio show, they decided to do a podcast. And since then, they started seeing the value in it. And in a sense, it's almost like, I, I don't know, I mean... Radio has been around for a long time, but I don't know. It just seems like it's it's so uh, it, it's it's just so demanding in the sense where it has to be political sometimes, too political. And having a podcast leaves you more free to do what you want to do because it's yours. It doesn't belong to a big corporation. So in essence, it's almost I I, I don't know. Am I off on this? I mean, you know. No. Well, well, here's what I would say. Right. Um. When you're dealing with a corporation that owns, you know, what's pretty much what's being said on the radio, they have an option to control your voice. Like, they do have an option to do that. But then you got certain, some leaders that allow full creative control in whatever you want to do, even if they may own it. Which means that, let's say I own... Um, let's say I own Spotify or whatever, and I say, yo, Xander, I want you to do your podcast. I can either be like, look, I want you to do a podcast. I'll pay you this, but we got to stay away from these subjects. Do you sign on to agree? Yes or no. 
Or I could be the type of person where, look, I love what you do. I love what you're about. You can do what you want, say what you want. You got full creative control and you don't have to worry about anything. So it's all about the type of leader that you have when it comes to that. If you look at Hot 97, Ebro, he says what he wants to say. Yeah. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Which gives you an understanding of the leadership, you know, at, over at MS Communications. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the way they operate, you know? Now, they're not going to have anything where it's too reckless for the sake of being reckless. Of e- everything that you do, you got to have a point to it. And, you know, sometimes you got to, sometimes things got to get ugly before they get pretty. Like, you know what I mean? And, and I get that too. But over at Hot 97, um, just based off what happens here, uh, it's uh, led, I think that it's led well, and it's only going to get better. But there, But everything can be fixed. Everything can be better. Ain't nothing perfect. You know what I'm saying? Everything can be better. But I feel like the fact that Ebro and Peter Rosenberg and Nessa could get on the air and say what they want to say coming from the heart without repercussion speaks volumes on how important that message is. Yeah, of course. And that's always and that's always good to have. But unfortunately, you know, I mean, there are stations out there that do go ahead and like limit you on what you have to say and everything. So that is true. That's that's, that's the nature. That's the nature of the beast, I guess. But going back to uh, going back to gaming, I got to ask. So you played freaking like bazillion video games throughout your life what, yeah, has been, what has been like your favorite like what which ones have been your favorites like if you were to name your top five which were your, would your top five be oh man you you know already know that's always an unfair uh question <laughs> but uh here's here's what i would say um god of war is my favorite franchise of all time you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying god of war kratos is the best character ever created in gaming period in my opinion I love uh, God of War. So God of War is definitely one. Um, you know, that's an action-adventure game. Uh, I'm going to throw in a sports title, so got to rock with uh, the NBA 2K series because when um, I remember, when, you know, when Dreamcast came out in 99 and NBA 2K was first introduced, you know, Sega Sports, uh, Allen Iverson on the front cover. Happy birthday to Allen Iverson, by the way. Um, it was, uh, wow, it was remarkable, man. So, and, you know, I love NBA Live, but 2K took it, man. 2K is... <laughs> To the next level. So I would definitely say NBA 2K. Um, another game I'll throw in an RPG, and that's Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII to this day is one of the best, most elite products ever created in life. All right, like Final Fantasy VII is incredible. Made. Beautifully made. Yeah, incredible game. And Final Fantasy VII remake that came out uh, not too long ago, which is a story that I broke many years ago. Final Fantasy VII Remake was just beautiful, man. It's a beautiful game to play uh, from start to finish. So, I'm, you know, I'm excited for uh, episode two of that. But, yeah, that game was incredible. Then four, um, I, I would definitely go with Grand Theft Auto. Because yes, Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto changed the entire industry. I, with I was the way playing they, it. I was playing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you here real quick. I was playing Grand Theft Auto when it was on PC. That's yeah. when I started playing wow. Grand Theft Auto. That's when I started playing when they had like the aerial view of the game. Like this yeah. was way before you know it came out on on PlayStation or anything like that. Like I was playing the actual computer. I had Grand Theft Auto one, two, and and uh, and three for PC. I think it was. And yeah. it was just, dude. I love playing on PC because I got to activate the cheat codes. And man, it was just, it, dude, it got me hooked. And then when I saw it came out on PlayStation, I was like, oh, I got to have this one. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I've been playing that for a while. But go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. That just, no, no, nah, no, nah, it's perfectly really cool. fine, man. That's, that's, <laughs> but that's what gaming does, it's the excitement. So, 
And then the the fifth one, I gotta go. Uh, I'll go with a fighting game, and I mean Mortal Kombat, bro. Like Mortal Kombat, oh, yeah. man. Uh, is not not only did that game change the entire industry uh, as well, um, but even with the latest Mortal Kombat 11, man, like the 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 story in fighting games never used to be anything special in terms of the way they presented it. And Nether Realms, you know, shout out to Ed Boon and the team. Like Mortal Kombat is the defining fighting game for story, action, gore, uniqueness, creativity, variety, features. Go, I go on, on, and on. So those will be like my type top five. But just to throw in a racer, like like a respectable six one, but just to throw in a racing game mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I would definitely, I would definitely go with uh, Gran Turismo. And the only reason why I'm going with Gran Turismo is because I feel like they redefine what a simulation is. And there's a lot of games that was born because of the direction that uh, Sony went with uh, Gran Turismo and the Polyphony Digital team. So I definitely got to throw that in there. But um, yeah, man, it's so many games. Oh, that's oh, always yeah. an unfair question, but <laughs> I think that's as real as I can answer it. <laughs> Word and, up. And it's, you know what, man? I mean, I got I got to agree with you, dude. I've, I've been playing all kinds of video games, you know, damn near my whole life. Um, and it's really difficult. I always go back to the old, I still have my old Nintendo, um, you know, like before the, wow. with the one that has all the games in Before that one, I still have my original Nintendo that doesn't really work that well. But my mom, my mom, uh, when she was on this earth, you know, she hated, she hated me playing video games, but she actually would get hooked watching me play video games. And one of Mm. her favorites, one of her favorites watching me play was a video game for Nintendo called Crystallis. And it was just a beautiful game, such a beautiful game. It was, it was very similar to the Legend of Zelda. Uh, Actually, it was more similar, more so similar to Legend of Zelda 2. And, oh, real? A link yeah, to the past? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was more similar. It was it was similar more to that one and in the way that it was structured. But I would go ahead and play it, and my mom would just sit there and watch for, like, the longest time. And she's like, okay, I got to get the hell out of here. You're, like, hooking me on this damn thing. And she would get up yeah. and go do what she got to do. But she she got into it. I got her into it. And, you know, the the the, the more I grew, the more video games evolved. You know, obviously things started changing and she started seeing like the evolution of video games. When I started getting my PlayStation 2, started playing Assassin's Creed, all these different games. She got into that too, but she always said, you know what? These games are nice and all, greatly made, but I still like my Crystallis. <laughs> I was like, ah. well, there you go. You, you have your favorite, mom. So she, she always had her favorite, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like there was just so many, there's so many games that I love playing. But the ones I've always been attracted to have always been like like things like Call of Duty, Rainbow Six. I started playing Rainbow Six again when it was in the PC version. I started playing Rainbow Six back then. And, wow. you know, playing the PC version was incredible. But, you know, now that I'm playing it on, on Xbox and, and PlayStation and everything else, I mean, it's gotten to the point where people don't like me because I'm a camper. And I, you know, <laughs> I feel you. I people, feel you. People always give me crap for that. I mean, I gotta ask you, as a professional gamer, what's your opinions of, of campers? Um, I, I mean, me personally, uh, I don't care. Like, I, I'm gonna find you and kill you. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I, because because see, see, my thing is like, I, and this is just the way I look at it, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna relate this to basketball. So to me, uh, James Harden. He's incredible. He can score it well. He's incredible. 
But at the same time, I think he's real cheesy with the way he get his calls. Like, he'll just throw his arms up to try to get a call. Like, like he relies so much <laughs> on just trying to get a call, call instead of playing the game. It's just like being a soccer player. Yeah, like, or like, certain, or like certain NBA players that always looking to flop yeah. instead of, like, really take a charge. Like, yeah. it gets annoying even though sometimes it works in their favor if they can get away with it. So mm-hmm. I feel like as a camper, if you real good at camping and you keep getting a lot of these kills, I'm the kind of person where it's like, look, even if I don't like it, I can't be mad at it. I just got to figure out a way to stop it because it's a part of the game. You know what I'm saying? It's part of the game. You don't have to like it, but it's part of the game. And if it's part of the game, I don't got to respect it either. But it's part of the game. You know, you just got to figure it out. It's so funny, man, because I get so much hate for camping because I get a lot. I'm actually pretty good at camping. I've gotten really good at it. I find certain spots. I put in landmines behind me. I put landmines in front of me, you know, if my one behind me goes off or something like that. And I just keep on popping dudes left and right. I get messages saying, you're an effing camper. Why don't you just play the effing game? I, man, I, dude, you'd be like, you'd laugh at some of the stuff I would hear. Nah, but, but nah, I, they, I they, just, they just mad because they losing. <laughs> they, like this, like, they wouldn't complain if they was, if, if they was winning. Yep. They would not care about you camping because they winning. Oh, everybody, yeah. everybody always care about something when they lose it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, when you totally. winning, you don't even think about it. So yep. at the end of at the end of the day, they're not mad because you're camping. They're mad because they can't figure it out. It's just like with Floyd Mayweather. People will say, oh, his fights is boring. He don't knock people out no more. He's this, he's that. He's a boxer. And if you're a fan of boxing, you love watching Mayweather fights because of the excellence and the sheer creativity and the way he's a magician in he the gets ring. Points. You know what he I'm saying? Points. Like yeah, he gets his points. A lot of people just want to see. Like, just some random person in the street just swing and whoever get lucky, get lucky with a knockout. Like, yeah. nah. Like, this is boxing that we're looking at. So, even even the fighters that go against Mayweather, they'll say, oh, he ran. How did he run but yet punch you in the face this much? He obviously wasn't running that much. Actually, you should you should, you should have been the one running because, one, you lost and you look like you lost. So, at the end of the day, when you win, that's what matters. And so, you know if what? you win by camping, so what? That's and it. And the thing is that there's like so many, like, it's another thing too, is that I tend to look at patterns in people too. And I tend to see exactly what patterns they're going to be doing after a certain amount of time during the, during gameplay. It's the same right. thing. Like my, the, as far as sports is concerned, I love playing Madden. Madden's one of my top uh, games I playing. My team right now is at a 95 overall. So it's like, I got a lot of good players and I tend to like, there are, st- there are times I tend to play, you know, certain RPO play, that when I play online with other players, they hate that play because they can't stop it. Even if they bring the blitz, they still can't stop me from throwing it to my player and getting points. And I get hate from that too. They're like, you just kept on going with that stupid play over and over. It's like, you didn't stop it. Like, you yep. know, you don't like it. Yep. Freaking- you don't like it, stop it. You can't stop it. I don't want to hear nothing. Okay, you talk all you want. You just going to take this L and you'll go home and your girl going to laugh at you because you don't wonder why you're not as good as me. That's so it. I can already hear you in my headset talking that smack, man. I would be oh, hating yeah. you so much. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is like 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 I'm nice, nice. Like like yeah. when it comes to when it comes to like, you know, a lot of these games. So, you know, um see in my situation, because I, I review uh, the games as well. So I play a whole lot of games instead of playing one game like you know, to master everything, you know, like how like a pro player would do if they're a pro Call of Duty player. So all they play is Call of Duty for the most part of their life. So 
in my situation, I play everything. So there's games that I'm good at. There's games that I'm great at. There's yep. games where I'm like, it's going to be hard for you to beat me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like that nice. So there's different levels to it. But for the most part, I play everything. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I get I get bored easily off of one, so I'd go ahead and go to another one. Like I, you know, my 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 external hard drive uh, for the Xbox is almost at ninety. It's at ninety five percent. It's filled with games, and you know, it's like I got di- different types of games. And we're talking. You were talking about race games, uh, it, you know. And personally, I I love playing the crew. And the crew. Oh, the crew is amazing. The crew crew one or two? The crew one or the crew two? I have not played crew two, but I love crew one. All right, so crew two, in my opinion, blows crew one out of the way. I mean, blows it away. You got to try out crew two. Crew two. Oh, man, this game is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I love it. The levels change. I already want to tell you, you just got to go see this game. This game is incredible. I'm gonna check. I'm definitely gonna check it out. But yeah, but I mean, with Crew One, I actually went on a road trip with a buddy of mine. He got on, and we actually traveled all the way from Detroit to Los Angeles, to yeah. down to Florida, back to New York, and then back to Detroit again. That was the route that we took. That took us about a good hour and a half to complete. It was yeah. insane, and it was just like I love that game because of how how realistic the landmarks are in the game and and the roads and everything yeah granted like obviously they they went ahead and embellished a little bit as far as the roads go in los angeles and everything because i was like yeah this is kind of like that but it's not really like that it's almost like grand theft auto how they combined hollywood boulevard and sunset boulevard they made a combination and they called it vinewood you know yeah yep and it's like it's so funny because that's a combination of both sunset and hollywood and they both run parallel to each other. That's the funniest part. And it's just so funny because, I mean, there's a lot of games that obviously are not as accurate, but they come really close. And I find myself giving people tour guides in Grand Theft Auto. I'm always finding people like, you know, like, oh, yeah, so here's where this is it. Here's where that's at. Yeah, that's kind of accurate. You know, so that's a lot of fun to go ahead and do, too. But, man, I got to tell you, like, I'm actually super excited for the new consoles coming out. I mean, PlayStation 5. Xbox Series X. I mean, we have a lot of stuff to look forward to this year. What I'm kind of like annoyed about is that there haven't been any prices that have been announced yet. Have you heard anything yet? For the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X? Yeah. No. There's a, they didn't a fully announce the price yet, but in terms of behind the scenes and stuff like that, um, I was getting the 449 399 number. Now, now here's what I would say, right? I know for a fact that Xbox is trying to undercut PlayStation mm-hmm. this time around. Yeah, because yeah, they, they failed the first time. That's why. Um, yeah, so I believe that if PlayStation 2 comes in at a $500 mark, the Xbox is more likely going to be $400. But I think, respectively, um, I truly believe that, that $449 is very, very realistic to me from what I'm hearing. I think that's a great balance. And the reason why I say that is because reportedly the systems cost 450 to make. So they break even on systems. And because their services is doing so well, they can afford to break even because so many other areas of their business will make up for it. So that's why I say I think 450 would be the sweet spot because this, these systems is very ambitious, but PlayStation in particular is a lot is a more ambitious system because the way they design the controller, the way they design their architecture from the custom parts that um, from the custom design that they created. Like Sony did some things that's never been done before, like 
in like console history in terms of the architecture, the way they built their the controllers, system. the controllers, they made them more realistic as far as the vibration goes and everything. It's almost like you're actually the you're actually in the game. They made it so real is what I've been told what I've read. Actually. Uh, well, the, well, the dual sense controller. Yeah. So like, let's say like you could they could simulate services. So if let's say you got mud or 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 you um or you shooting a bow and arrow or or you feel ice or something like that like the controller would feel like what you see on screen in certain areas of the gameplay which is wow. insane that's why it's called do sense cuz it's designed to make you feel what you see so that's uh so that's one aspect but in terms of just game design and game development and stuff like that this is put like this the the next generation who jump this time around is like going from a record player to an iPhone 11. Oh, like wow. that's how big this jump in the gaming industry is, especially when it comes to the way the PlayStation 5 is designed specifically. So I'm telling you, get ready, and get I, ready. I'm, I'm excited. Different this time. I'm so excited for it because, I mean, especially with the new games that are coming out. I mean, you have Cyberpunk. I'm so looking forward to Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Oh, man, oh, that was looking crazy. Can't that, that. That, oh, that game's going to be insane. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, that's another one. Yeah, that looks crazy, be, too. That, well, that one, like, the trailer for it. I was like, oh, my God, this game is freaking nuts. So it's like, I'm, I'm looking. And then, of course, Grand Theft Auto 6. You know what they've been yeah, pushing they back. That, yeah. yeah, they've been pushing that one back a little bit here and there because I'm sure they want to see how everything else goes. But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for the new, like the Avengers, the new Avengers game. That's another. Yep, good yep. One. That's that's when that's coming. Out. Yep. You know, and so I'm excited for all these brand new ones: Madden, the sports games, NBA, everything. And it's I'm excited for the new generation, the next gen console coming out. The other thing that I'm also really like stoked about is the fact of the matter that well, PlayStation's not going to be doing this, but Xbox is. And that's making all games backwards compatible. Now, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's stop right there. I gotta stop you right there. What wow. makes you? What makes you think? Or where did you hear that PlayStation wasn't doing backwards compatibility? I read that. I read it actually that what PlayStation's doing, they're not necessarily doing backwards compatible, but what they're doing is that every game that's being developed right now needs to be compatible with the next gen. That's what they're doing. But they're not doing backwards compatibility compatibility uh, for for their former games because the the CEO said that they want to look more towards the future than they do than they do to the past. That's that's what I read on uh, I believe it was Games Radar. I announced it on one of my episodes. And all right, not true. This is all. This is not true. Not okay. true. Not true. This is why you have me on the show. Perfect. All right. So PlayStation Five is going to be backwards compatible from PS One, PS Two, PS Three, and PS Four. All right. Oh. That's one. Okay. That's sec uh, secondly, um, PlayStation. Uh, you have to understand the way PlayStation Five is designed. So when they talk about PlayStation, like for the example, PS4. When they talk about PS4 games running on PS5, they have different modes built within the system. What I'm about to tell you may confuse you, but I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. So in the PlayStation Five, right? You have the PlayStation Five, which is the native mode that the system run at, right? Then you have the PlayStation 4 Pro Legacy Mode, where the game will operate in that mode. Then you have the PlayStation 4 Mode, and the system will operate in that mode. So based on what uh, application you put in the system, it will read it as such. See, the technology, and, and even if you looked at the patents, but the technology that's in the PlayStation 5, it allows it to mimic 
previous systems. Mm. So no matter what, so if you put in like a PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3 or whatever, you put in a disc uh, or or even if you um download it from their uh, uh, PlayStation Now system, it's going to recognize the system as if it's the system that it was initially made for, even though it's running on the PlayStation 5. It confuses it. It tricks it into thinking that it's something else. So I'll give you an example of what I mean. If you look at the backwards compatibility in the Xbox, they have what they call a vGPU, which is a virtual version of the Xbox 360. So the software, when you run it, it, it makes it think that it's running on a traditional 360 system, even though it's running on a 1X or a Series X when that drops. And because of that, they're able to on the fly be able to make textures and things like that look better. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They have this process called the SRGen process, which is super resolution, um, is a super resolution process where it could take old textures and make them look 4K and without touching game code to do it. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That also plays a part in machine learning because all the systems has machine learning built in them now. They have neural, they have neural uh, technology um, built in these systems. So I get, I'll, I'll bring it to you like this. If you ever seen this technology called DLSS, which is um, dynamic, it's a dynamic level super sampling. And what it does is, and this is something that you can get in NVIDIA cards right now with the RTX uh, line. So what it does is, you can play a game, right? And you can render it at 1440p and it'll look better than a native 4K image simply because you have a mach you have a neural network that's looking at the textures and they're learning it on the fly and it actually produces better quality than, than har hardware accelerated graphics. I know I said a lot, a lot of stuff right now that's going to be real nerdy to your audience, but all I'm trying to say is machine learning and AI is allowing the rules to be changed in game development. And that's one of the rules that's being changed. So when it comes to backwards compatibility, and you can look at this, you can research it and everything, Xander. Um, the Sony didn't come out and confirm this yet. Honestly, there's uh, um, surprises to be held you know, for that. Mm -hmm. But what they did confirm already is that all the PS4 games will run on PS5, but mm -hmm. they, are, they are testing PS4 games to run in the PS5 compatibility mode so that the PS4 games can benefit from um, having higher resolutions and higher stable frame rates. I'll give you another example. If you look at PS4 Pro right now, if you got one right now, they have a boost mode in your PS4 Pro. That boost mode is a minor example of the major upgrade and a major leap that's, gonna, that's being programmed at the system level the hardware system level in the PS5. Because right now, I can play like Infamous Second Son and certain older games on PS4. And when I run them on PS4 Pro and I check the boosted mode option, they will perform better naturally system-wide. So what I'm trying to tell you is this stuff is already there. And to prove my point even further, if you look at PS4 Pro and PS4, PS4 Pro is still a different machine. Like it's a different machine from the PS4. Even though the name is the same and it just got the pro at the end of it, the machines in themselves are different. The architecture is the same, but there's more power in the PS4 Pro. That's why you're able to get 4K gaming in PS4 Pro, even though you're getting it dynamically. You understand? So what I'm trying, what I'm just trying to tell you, I know what you read, but what what you read as opposed to what like Sony put out on their blog, um, 
you have to look at both so you can understand the context mm-hmm. of what you're reading. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. No, I sorry. Okay. okay. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I'm a journalist, bro. Like, like I, I got to make sure facts is heard. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, so, yeah. so, so am I, man. I mean, I got the degree to prove it. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. You know, and I was like, the thing that I read was something that you know they didn't say it was backwards compatible. They just said that they wanted to go ahead and make the PS4 games. Uh, you know, they wanted to go ahead and make sure the PS4 games were compatible with PS5, but they didn't mention anything about PS2 or PS1. You know, and that's why that's what that's where the the non backwards compatibility came in. You know. Okay, so let okay, so let me put I, I I'm gonna just I'm gonna let you in on something, right? Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. just say this. Uh, in 2013, right during the PlayStation um four reveal, one of the things that David Perry said, who's the creator of Gaikai, which is something that was purchased by Sony, which is called PlayStation Now, right now, um, because they changed the name of it. Um, he said that. There's things that they're doing that was already greenlit by Sony, financially funded, ready to go, created to do, is that um is that they have uh they they are working towards making sure that PS1, PS2, PS3, and PS4 games can all be ubiquitous on one platform. You know what I'm saying? That's just one of the things that that was said live on stage. This is back in 2013. Right? We're in 2020 now, and I'm gonna tell you this. There's a there's a um there's a video called The Road to PS5 that Mark Cerny did, who's the architect, the lead architect of the PlayStation 5. And in that talk, it's called the bal- 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 balancing of evolution and revolution. And when they talked about that, one of the things that was mentioned was backwards compatibility. And Mark Cerny said to himself that backwards co- backwards compatibility was masterfully created within the AMD structure in terms of what they wanted to accomplish for this generation. Remember, there's so much stuff that has not been revealed, that has not been um, uh, talked about. And you remember, this is the E3 month. This is where we normally get that information anyway. So I'm just telling you. Yeah, I'm that's tough for you, bro. I, I, I know what I'm talking about. You'll see. Oh, no. Trust me. I know I know you know what you're talking about. That's for sure. I am not questioning that whatsoever. And, you know, I mean, I'm looking like they've been they've been spoon feeding us little little tidbits here and there. Yep. They haven't been yep. giving us all the information just yet. And for a good reason. Uh, I mean, it, you know, when I'm I'm happy the PlayStation is doing that. I'm happy to hear this information because this information is vital to a lot of gamers. Uh, you know, when it comes to Xbox. What I liked about Xbox, going into Xbox now, is the fact of the matter that what they're doing is that they learn from their past mistakes. Absolutely. And one of the past mistakes that really, really irritated me when the one came out was that I had to go ahead and sell all my games and rebuy games that were compatible for the Xbox One. That's extra money that I didn't want to spend, especially games that were already like barely a month or two old before the new console came out. So what Xbox is doing now, well, at least what 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 uh, Cyberpunk is doing now, let's you know, and they're saying that a couple other games are starting to follow suit, is that if you, they're saying if you buy Cyberpunk for the Xbox One, and then the Xbox Series X comes out, it would seem that, and then you buy the Xbox Series X afterward. What they're doing is that they're allowing you to download the the Cyberpunk onto Xbox One at no charge, and that's. Right is brilliant for them to do that and what i'm hoping for is that madden that ea follows suit you know treyarch all these other games follow suit as well because you know like like i said their past mistakes was that and that pissed off a lot of gamers and then on top of that 
they decided they, they said for the longest time for months xbox one microsoft was saying uh, xbox one's not backwards compatible it'll never be backwards compatible then about what a year after it's yeah. released suddenly it becomes yep. backwards compatible i was livid because i was like dude i had so many games i let go right i loved playing now i gotta go buy them used you know they're not gonna cost much but they were mine i had them in my possession you know so i'm glad that at least microsoft learned from their mistakes and i'm glad that ps5 is doing this as well is doing backwards compatibility as well because as i said on my last on one of my episodes i said a lot of gamers love to go back and play the old video games you know the like i i love going back and playing red dead redemption i love going back and playing that one on X on uh, on uh, on on uh, Xbox 360. I love playing that one. Uh, you know, I love playing a bunch of other games on on the 360 as well. So it's like I love going back. Like I like I said before, I love going back to my Nintendo and playing a little Super Mario Brothers every once in a while. You know, because I just love playing the old stuff here and there. But yeah, I'm just happy that they're doing this. And man, I am super like over the moon excited for what's going to be coming out this year. And man, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm sure you are too. Bro, listen, man, I'm telling you right now, the moment that they say pre-orders are live, it's over. <laughs> that's it. I'm the, that's all I'm waiting for. Like pre-orders are live. That's it. Listen, let me tell you what's going to happen. Let me tell you what's going to happen, right? So what's going to happen is, you know, the system is going to come out. I'm going to have them in my house. Anybody that needs to speak with me or anything, make sure you make your appointment well beyond, well, I mean, well before the PlayStation 5 actually arrives. Because this is the equivalent of, like, you see how, you know, women give birth mm -hmm. and their child come? Mm -hmm. I'm pregnant right now. Like, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pregnant right now, bro. Right now. And I got... Yep. And, and, and I, we're still waiting I, for the I, reveal. I don't, yeah. So, exactly. So, I'm waiting to see the reveal of my child. I'm mm -hmm. waiting to see the reveal of my child. Well, my children, because I'm having twins. A AKA the price tag. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, I'm having twins, right? The PlayStation, Xbox. It's just that the problem <laughs> is that, you know, like the PlayStation, you know, is. I don't mean to have favoritism, but you just got to keep it real. PlayStation is better than Xbox, bro. If you debate me on this on your show, as much as I love you, Xander, <laughs> I will hurt your feelings out of love, though. So what, what's going to happen is so I, got, so I got twins happening, right? Mm. So I'm the father to one and probably like the stepfather to the other, even though they're both my kids and stuff like that. Yeah. And then what, what's going to happen is when they're born, I'm going to need my time. Like, I, I can't. Everybody just needs to make sure that I'm okay so I can take care of my PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's all I need. So I yeah, need, yeah. like, so the games are like the Pampers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the experience is like the food. So I need all of this stuff in place. So as soon as they say pre-orders live, you know what I'm saying? It it's like that's like that's like my 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 contractions. That's my contraction. You know what I'm saying? It's letting me know that it's time. Like you know what I'm saying? And then. <laughs> And then when they give me a date, like when they reveal the date, that's the second contraction. Then now we like, you know, two minutes apart. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that lets me know that we need to we about to go and get this. And the beauty of it all is that I don't have, you know, I, I don't have to uh, you know, worry about at least on the PlayStation side of the of the child, I don't have to worry about waiting for exclusives 
to be made because they're going to take full advantage of the PS5 out the gate. So I'm going to get the best experience, you know, come day one. And then when I give birth and the PlayStation 5 is here in my hands and the Xbox Series X is here in my other hand, I can look up and just tell everyone I love you. Thank you. Leave me alone. And I just can't wait for that moment. I just can't wait for that moment. You know what I'm saying? For real. No, man, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm completely with you on that. And I got to tell you, I was a PlayStation gamer to begin with. You know, I started my my first like like console was Nintendo, but my second console was PlayStation. You know, I didn't gotcha. even get I didn't even get a, a Super Nintendo. I didn't even get that. I went gotcha. straight from Nintendo to PlayStation. That was that was it because. You know, again, my parents were kind of not, they didn't like the fact that I played video games as it was. So they weren't right. going to buy me a PlayStation. So when I started working, I went ahead and bought my own. <laughs> you know, I got my own stuff. So PlayStation was the first one. I switched over to Microsoft and it was a tough decision because I just saw that there were a lot of games and Microsoft Xbox or the Xbox was coming out. It was newer. It just had a lot of stuff on there that I was kind of enjoying, but you know, after being an Xbox gamer for the past, well, since the 360, I'm kind of like, I've made so many friends. It's tough for me to start. Like, it's like going to a new height, to a new school. You have to like remake a bunch of friends again. And who can you trust? Who can you be cool with? Who do you know that's not going to become a psycho? You know, when you're playing with there's a, lot, there's a lot of crazy gamers out there, man, that take this like beyond seriously. They get to the point of like, man, give me your address. I'm going to go beat the crap out of you right now at your house. I'm like, dude. <laughs> It's just a king, bro. Relax, you know, chill out. So it's it's one of those things where it's like I'd have to start all over with new friends. It's uh, it's a pain, but don't get me wrong. PlayStation users get spoiled. You guys get everything. I mean, from cheats to you know yep. to to free yep. games to like everything, dude. Like Xbox, we have to pay for damn near everything, you know. And the cheats, like I I follow a YouTuber by the name of Jay Stone, and Jay Stone okay. comes out with a lot of uh with a lot of cheats a lot of uh glitches for the for grand theft auto and for red dead redemption uh, right by the way he's gotten in trouble for it. he's gotten like he's got a lawsuit against them by rockstar and uh but he still continues to do it he doesn't care he's like i'm still going to provide this because all i'm doing is i'm exploiting a glitch in their system you know right. that's their that's their defense against against rockstar which rockstar really they don't take that as a defense at all but right. you know, i mean he he does this but he's a playstation gamer so there are certain glitches that are so awesome and then towards somewhere in the middle of the video you get all excited like oh i'm gonna try this and it's like somewhere in the middle he's like keep in mind though this is for the playstation game only i'm only. like oh come on i'm yep. like dude well, see you should play on pc <laughs> see, see, like, I see. I mainly like j just let you know. I mainly play on uh, a PC. I have been for quite a while now, and uh, because of the Mars cheat codes, uh, mm -hmm. you know, ultra settings, performances, and things of that nature, there's so many other things you could do. And also, I got all my old uh, games on PC as well. I got like a hundred thousand games. I got every system: PlayStation One, PlayStation Two. Uh, you got Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 3, uh, Wii, Wii U, like uh, ColecoVision. I got it all, like, you know, just on my PC. So I, I could do everything. Now, what I would say, <clears throat> excuse me, what I would say is uh, when it comes to the exclusive games and stuff like that, I use that, you know, mainly for the consoles. But Xbox, I could play those same games like Halo or whatever on my PC too. So technically, I don't need a PC. But this generation coming up is very different because this is the first time that I've ever seen 
where like the PlayStation 5 is going to be ahead of PC because of the way the architecture is designed. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to remember when it comes to game development, Xander, like you got to think like if you're making a game that's like a multi-platform game, like 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 a Rockstar, like a Red Dead Redemption 2 that's coming out for Xbox and PlayStation and PC, you got to factor in the lowest common denominator. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you factor in the lowest common denominator, you got to make sure this particular game is scalable on the lowest spec of the hardware that it's going to be on. You understand what I'm saying? That's why when you when you when they come out with PC games, they got recommended settings and they got high, like the ultra level settings. So they let you know what you need to have at the lowest in order to be able to run this game. It's the same thing when it comes to a console. Like in the Xbox One family, you have the standard Xbox One, like you know, the old one. When it comes to the PlayStation family, you have the the um the first, like the base model that came out, which is not as powerful as the PS4 Pro. So you got to factor in other systems when you're making them. But with PlayStation 5, games that's made solely for PlayStation 5 will be able to take full advantage of all the new power, the new tech, the new features. So we're going to really see some special things. But when it comes to multi-plats, on that same thing, there's certain design choices that will hold, hold the systems back from being what they need to be. So that's something that you got to think about when it comes uh, you know, to these games and these platforms. That's why... Uh, I prefer PlayStation a lot more because PlayStation is a, is in a position to give you more of what the new tech is designed for because of they got games that you can only play on PlayStation. Whereas Xbox, you can play these games other places, even the ones that's exclusive. Look at Gears of War. I can play that on PC or as Halo, well. Halo, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But a God of War, you only playing that on PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? Uncharted 4, you know, all these games, you're only playing on PlayStation. Horizon Zero Dawn, I go on and on. So Sony always, like, they always show up, man. That's Think about true. it. They, ne- they, they never lost a generation to Xbox ever. Like, and before somebody says 360, no. 360 won in America, in the U.S. market, yeah. But globally, as a whole, they wound up losing. So. That's why, well, that's why I'm glad the Xander Effect is powered by Sony. So uh, I mean, uh, the, the, yep. the podcast is powered by Sony. So, I mean, you know, I'm very, I'm very, you know, fortunate to be a part of that family as well. And, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to it, but we, we talked about, we talked about Sony and Microsoft. Where's Nintendo? I haven't heard a peep out of them. Usually when the new consoles come out, Nintendo's right behind, but I haven't heard anything. Have you heard anything? Well, I mean, there's rumors of a switch pro. You know what I'm saying? Potentially a Switch 2. But you got to understand, Nintendo has not been a direct competitor to PlayStation and Xbox for many, many years now. True. Like, true. you know what I'm saying? They're, like, ever since the original Nintendo Wii came out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they've been doing their own thing in their own lane, just like they do in the handheld market. It's more so, for children and, and, and family. Like, they've been focusing more for, like, kids and for, like, family type of type of uh, content. Yeah, that, that, that's the way their marketing is. But that works for them. They're, they're, don't get me wrong. They got hardcore games on their system. You know, you can play Mortal Kombat on Nintendo mm-hmm, Switch. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can play The Witcher, you know, 3 on Nintendo Switch. So it's not like they don't got hardcore games. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that Nintendo, they created a, a area where they could survive and it works for them, and it's not, they're not considered a direct competitor. So I'll give you an example of what I mean. If you look at a boxing match, right, uh, Mayweather is great, but you're not going to see Mayweather fight a heavyweight. 
Like, you understand what I'm saying? He, he's, he's a middleweight fighter. He's not a heavyweight fighter. So even though he's in the world of boxing, like how Nintendo's in the world of gaming, like Sony and Microsoft are the heavyweights here. You know what I'm saying? Nintendo is like a lightweight, mm-hmm. but they're in a league of their own, so that works for them. And, you know, they make a whole lot of money doing it. Think about it. Nintendo outsold Xbox One uh, X. Like, you know, the Xbox One, the Xbox One family. Like, Nintendo outsold them. You know what I'm saying? But PlayStation, that's a whole different beast right there. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's something to think about. Nintendo's in their own world, and it works for them. And um, if, they, if Nintendo was to try and compete directly with Sony or Microsoft, like, uh, especially Sony, they'll get devoured. And the reason why is because Nintendo don't got a good online infrastructure. So a lot of games won't even be playable that well from an online standpoint. You know what I'm saying? With the Nintendo uh, uh, platform. So that's one nail in the coffin. And then the way they have their online set up with, with the like Nintendo Switch codes and all this other stuff, you got to have all these numbers and everything. It's not user-friendly like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, there's a lot of things that factor in, but I love the fact that Nintendo is the only system that you could take on the go and use it for your big screen TV. Like, you know, the Switch, that's what it's for. So I, I love the system. system is incredible. No, and that's and let's let's see what happens with them as well. Let's see if they surprise everybody out of nowhere. That's all. I'm kind of been thinking. I'm like, hmm. They seem like they're the sleepers right now. You know, <laughs> I mean, they yeah, might come up with something would, out of nowhere. Yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me though. It like, wouldn't. You know yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised either. You know, that's just the way Nintendo yeah. flows. So, I mean, the one good thing that's going on right now with all these systems and all these distributors and everybody is with the current crisis with what's going on, not with COVID-19, but with the current protests and stuff like that, all of these, uh, all of these companies have come together and they've all been in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, how are you, how are you guys, you know, how are, how are you guys dealing with, with, uh, with everything that's going on? Because I know that you're in New York and I know they have a lot of protests going on over there. How's everything right. going, like, as far as the video game, you know, market is concerned when it comes right. to all- well, for me personally, you have to understand, like, you know, um, I'm one of the, like, like, first, like, ones to be in the industry that had a voice, you know, for the black community. You know what I'm saying? One of the first, because you got Game Attack Radio, Console Kings, my boy Torrance Davis. You know, there, you know, there's quite a few of us. So, to me, it's good to see all this stuff happening right now. But to me personally, right, like, it won't matter to me until this is something that's actually permanent. See, right now, it's a trend to support Mm -hmm. Black people because of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So right now, it's cute to see them doing this. But I'm going to tell you something right now just to keep it honest with you. And I actually put a tweet out earlier about this. Like, all the stuff you see now in the gaming industry, I just spoke about this stuff in 2008 directly with companies and they didn't want to do it period wow. they did not want to do it wow. they had every excuse not to do this every excuse not to do this Politics. so 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 it takes somebody to die for you to do this mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying oh, so yeah. to me right now looking at it it's cute but honestly if this ain't the new normal, then it don't mean nothing. All it is is just a trendy topic to talk about in the moment. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying so. I give you an example right now. Activision 
they got Black Lives Matter all over the place when yeah. it comes to the Call of Duty, right? Call of Duty, and yeah. yo, and that's dope. That's great. Get the message out. I love that. But do you know that Call of Duty, Call of Duty came out in 2002, I believe. The first ever Call of Duty came out in 2002, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's 2020, 18 years. There's never, ever been a black lead character in Call of Duty that Very you play true. as. Very true. Never. So if black lives really matter, for 18 years, you never have representation on this level. It was always a white male that was the hero of your game. True. Now, think about the industry overall, period. If it wasn't for Ubisoft, shout out to Ubisoft, because Ubisoft, they understand diversity because they've been doing it for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So without, without Ubisoft, we wouldn't have Marcus as a lead character in Watch Dogs 2, and I'm actually a character in that game. Nice. And I did the song for, and I did the song for that game as well, me and my boy nice. DNA, the battle rapper. And I got both of them. I got part one and two. Yep. So I'm a character in that game. Secondly, <clears throat> excuse me. Secondly, um, if it wasn't for Ubisoft, you wouldn't have Assassin's Creed's Origins. True. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And these is triple A titles, heavily invested in. Oh, it's yeah. different. You understand what I'm saying? Not no add-on regular stuff. I'm talking about like you the face of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? on the box and everything, like, you know what I mean? So there's, there's that, but let's keep it real here. Like I could count on my hand how many times you've seen that throughout the history of the gaming industry as a lead, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. And then you got to think, you got to think about it from this standpoint too. A lot of the stuff that we see, like I said, I'm happy and glad to see it, but right now it's a cute little trend that they capitalizing on. Until this is the, actually the new normal where we don't even have to have this conversation as it's something being special, mm-hmm. that's when we know it's real. So it's like, that, that's, that's all there is to it. So right now, I, I care about it. I love to see it. But here's my challenge. Um, in 2008, like I told you, when I was having these conversations and they found every excuse not to do it, I, w- I would love to have those same interviews with certain people right now and ask them, why are you doing it now? I just want to ask, why are you doing it now? Mm-hmm. I just want to know why are you doing it now? When you could have been done this, why are you doing it now? What is the purpose of you doing it now? Because you got to understand as a journalist, I know what the numbers are behind the scenes. I know the type of traffic that all these companies is getting right now. Mm-hmm. I know the type of money that they are making on utilizing us right now. Like, I know all this other stuff. Like, the stats is there. And I talk to people. You understand what I'm saying? So I know what's going on right now. I already know. Now, my thing is, publicly, I would love for them to answer certain questions. Publicly. Because until you answer those questions and show your humility of how wrong you were publicly, then you're not going to truly feel the authenticity of the moves that you're trying to make now. See, the thing is, it's one thing to do something to try to help somebody, but until you truly have any type of feel of knowing what it's like to be on the other side of it, it's just like a seesaw. You know what I'm saying? If if somebody's up, the other person's down. You know what I'm saying? So I would love to ask certain questions to certain people so they could get an understanding of what it feels like. And then when you understand what it feels like, then through the authenticity of that feeling, we can see this be something permanent and it becomes a new normal. 
So that's what I would like to do. That's what I would like to see because it's it's easy to try to make change without, you know, facing your role and why things got this way. You understand what I'm saying? And that's the part. I, I don't want nobody to escape their, the, the, their part of humility. And I'll give you an example of what I mean, right? This dude, um, Linus Tech Tips, right? He came out, uh, uh, he, he was going at Tim Sweeney um, for uh, saying that the PlayStation 5 SSD is this and that and it's great and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, nah, it ain't that great. It ain't this. This SSD is faster than the PlayStation 5. He was talking all this crap. I had no clue of what he was actually talking about. <laughs> and then Tim Sweeney said some things and Linus, and this dude got like 11 million subscribers. He's on big commercials and everything. And he just came out with a video saying that, yo, I humbly apologize. I was wrong. And actually, here's the truth about what the situation is. And he got schooled. But he publicly made an apology. He publicly did a video. He like he did everything. He owned up to it. He owned up, he owned up to it, and I can respect that because he didn't own up to it in a way where he made some little tweet and was like, "Oh, right, well, I'm sorry, my bad." And like you know, he ain't brush it off. He yeah. went out his way. The same energy, mile. yeah, the, the same energy that he put in to trying to discredit someone is the same energy that he went in to humble himself and discredit his own self and reveal that he was wrong and in a big way. And I respect that. And that's the missing element right now. It's easy for people to get on a bandwagon in support, but I know the truth of a lot of these people's intentions prior to this moment. And I want to get them out in the open. So the same energy that you had behind the scenes on every reason you gave me not to do these things all the way back in 08, 09, 0, like 10, like all these years, every year I talked about this. And now it took somebody to die for you to really show that initiative. You need, you need to be called out on your stuff and the same energy you had before. You need to utilize that energy to humble yourself and to show humility and to admit you was wrong. And then we can move forward correctly because now you got to taste of what it feels like to be on the side of like, dag, like, you know, I shouldn't have did this. You know, you, you need to have a little shame with the way you treated certain things. You need to have a little public shame and then move forward. So that's that's, just my thoughts on it. And that's the truth because it's almost like, it's almost like when new year's comes around, we all do new year's resolutions every single year. But right. We, but and we and we start doing we're like, all right, I'm going to diet this year. I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. And so they start doing it. And within the first week or two, boom, they're back to their old habits again. And it's almost like a, a trainer used to tell me he used to say. People could diet all the time, but they'll gain weight again. They cannot call it a diet anymore. They have to call it a lifestyle. Right. Thank you, bro. Bro, I'm clapping it up right now, son. I'm clapping it up right now. That is so powerful what you just said. Yo, go ahead, bro. And it's it's the truth. I mean, and it's just like this situation, what you were just saying right now. This isn't a diet. This is a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle change that you need to do. It's not normal. It's a lifestyle change that needs to be done. 
you right. know, with, with everything that's happening with every, everybody, like this has been something that's been going on for decades, like centuries. And it doesn't, end. it doesn't end because everybody diets for a week and then they stop. They die. And then suddenly new year's comes along again. They diet for a week and then they stop and they never keep going. They never, they never, they're not consistent. Consistency is what screws everything up and trends is what creates consistent uh, mis- uh, inconsistency. Yep, exactly. Because as long as it's working for you, I'm going to utilize it. The moment it doesn't work for me and I can't take nothing from it, that's the whole culture vulture thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever I can get from you, I'm going to utilize and stuff like that. And then once everything is used up, on to the next trend, on to the next wave. Like, for example, right? I, I give you an example because this is very interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm I'm using Ninja as a reference, but I'm not coming at Ninja. I just want to be clear. I'm just using Ninja as a reference because it proves a point. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Ninja game, I'm playing game, doing his thing, streaming and stuff like that, putting in the work. That's great, right? He has a great marketing team around him. That's great. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all, right? But check this out. When Ninja did the crossover. Uh, a stream with Drake and Travis Scott and, and all these other people. When he did that, right, everything went through the roof, right? Everything from him went through the roof. That's great, right? Mm-hmm. And he blew up astronomically doing his thing. Congratulations to him. And that's that's a beautiful thing, right? Okay. So now that that happened and stuff, uh, the deal that he got with Twitch, he got so big on Twitch that mixer is like, yo, we got to get him because maybe he could bring that energy over to us because we're trying to grow. So let me throw $15 million at Ninja, get him to come over to Mixer, and then now it'll work for us. Mm-hmm. See, what I love about the gaming industry, and like I always say, it reminds me of how hip-hop used to be, you got to be authentic to the core. If you ain't authentic, money is not going to solve your issues of being fake. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It ain't going to work that way. So, for example, you, you can't buy you can't buy authentic. <laughs> yeah, you can't buy re- yeah. You can't, you can't buy, buy real. authentic. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, um, what happened is Ninja leaves Twitch, which if it wasn't for you know Twitch, he wouldn't be in a position to leave Twitch wow. with the deal that makes up. You understand what I'm saying? So he left that. So that right there was an interesting. That's an interesting characteristic, um, because I don't know the whole story. So I can't speak on it like I do know. But what I can say is that you left Twitch and you got a $15 million deal with Mixer. Mixer, year over year, showed less than a 1% growth year over year since they had since they had Ninja on Mixer. But if you look at Facebook Gaming, they had a 238% growth by creating a Facebook gaming division to bring more gamers on there to stream on, and they're paying them. And then on top of that, Twitch and YouTube had over 100% growth for both of them, respectfully. So think about it. You got the biggest name on Twitch and everything like that. Come over to Mixer and you get the less growth. That's one. Two, a lot of the reason why Ninja got a chance to transition like that, like my man Big Cheese uh, uh, said, was that you had help from who? Black people. Like You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With with um T- Travis Scott and everybody that you stream with and stuff like that, that brought a whole nother culture and attention. You see what I'm saying? So my thing is, all I'm saying is, 
when you do things right and you do things fairly and you pay attention to everybody collectively that helped make the big picture a reality without leaving nobody out of it, then things that happen, the results will happen the right way they should be. But you could try to cut corners all you want. Like I told you, you know, um, like I was telling you earlier with my grandma, so like that, I put God first in everything I do. So you could manipulate whatever you, you want to try to manipulate, but you can't manipulate God. God sees everything and results mm-hmm. play into that. And I'm telling you right now, when we uh, come out of this and every, there's going to be a lot of things that's different. There's going to be a lot of things that's changed. And it's our responsibility to, you know, to keep that change there to really make it the new normal. But it's also the responsibility of a lot of these organizations that's getting involved supposedly from a genuine standpoint to keep that same energy permanently. So then we, so then it won't be foreign when you see a black person do this or your black person do that. It won't be weird to see. It'd be like, it won't even be nothing to talk about because it's so regular that it's not, it's not news no more. It's not a story no more. The only thing that's a news or a story is what you did, not who's doing it. And I go back to, and the thing is, I go back to the diet analogy it's yeah. almost it's it's like i love you're gonna, lose, you're gonna lose all that weight all that negative weight off it's your yeah. job to keep it off yeah oh, yo bro we, we gotta I, I know you book like crazy but definitely at some point we gotta do this again like maybe when the playstation 5 is about to come oh. out or something like that we you gotta have me on again man of this, course this, i'm gonna have you on man are you kidding me I love, talking, I love talking this stuff and and with that being said i gotta ask you a question i always ask everybody is how can people stalk you on social media oh man right now i'll tell everybody to just google me hip-hop gamer google me everything will pop up instagram facebook twitter twitch everything will pop up everything is hip-hop gamer across the board you know what i'm saying but i just tell people to google me because uh, there's a lot of things that I'm doing that you may not even know that I'm doing that you'll discover when you just Google me. So, because like I said, man, I got uh, my gaming and guidance program, you know, that I do, which is philanthropy and, you know, helping the kids out with esports gaming and having panel discussions about, um, you know, life and love and, you know, uh, uh, how to make money in gaming, bullying, how to better your community. Like we do all of that. I got partners. I got partnerships with, with cops as well, where I bring cops and the kids together. So like a lot of the kids, if there's something you don't like about a cop, teenagers, all of them, there's something you don't like about a cop, tell them, let them know. If there's something that you love about a cop, tell them, let her know. Whatever it is, you say what you what needs to be said and you have no problems or nothing like that. Like I create forums to try to create these relationships because that's what's missing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody want to have a relationship no more. Like I had a girl um, tell a cop, that, yo, we know you're going to be there physically if there's a problem and you want to, you got to fight somebody off, but you're not there for us emotionally. You know what I'm saying? How you in the community and you don't even have a real relationship with us. You don't even know what's going on or whatever, whatever, because you don't want to talk to us. You either want to lock us up or sometimes make it seem like you're a part of us. But when it comes down to it, you don't even, you know, care to know our names. You well, just look like- at us as a target. So it's like, yo, like we had those conversations in my gaming and guidance program, bro. So I'm just saying like, these are the things that I do. I'm a, I'm a character in games. I make songs. Uh, I'm, a, you know, I'm an artist, so I make songs for the games. I'm a game journalist. I do the reviews. I do the content. I'm a content creator. I, I help businesses out. I do a lot. So rock with me, man. Build with me. Let's go. No, man, totally. And, and it's, like, it's like I always said, well, this, is, this has been said for many people for many years. The foundation to a strong, long-lasting relationship is communication. 
Ooh. That's the bottom line. That's Say it again. That's what I'm talking about. That's babe. the foundation, you know, to a long-lasting, beautiful relationship. And that doesn't just go for a romantic relationship. This goes for every relationship, be it a yeah. job, be it your friends, be it just a stranger in the street, you know, that maybe looks at you a certain way. The best thing to find out is what they're feeling is to ask them, what's wrong? Yeah, because what's happening? Yeah, because like, like I know I ain't do nothing to you, so, but it's obviously something wrong. So what, what's up? And like you know what I mean? Like, with, and if you're uncomfortable with me, and and we can't work this out, then you know what? Peace be with you. I'm walking this way, and that's the bottom line. I'm going this way. You go that way, and never the two shall meet again. And that is that. That's that's the way civilized people talk. Yep. That's the Absolutely. way a, a, a civil, you know, a civil society needs to function. Otherwise, well, <laughs> we all see the results on both ends, unfortunately. And, I, and you know, and it's just, it's, a, it's an unfortunate fact, you know. And, and the thing is that, like, the, that, that, you know, minorities, because, and I was talking to a friend of mine, because he was actually at, at one of the protests in downtown L.A. last Friday when stuff really started getting, like, heated down there. And he told me, he's like, dude, you're a part of a minority group. So am I. You know, I'm black. I'm a part of a minority group. You're Latino. You're a part of a minority group. Right. You know, and our voices, you know, like I was talking to him off, off mic. And, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just tough because the reason for the protest isn't just for, yeah, granted, you know, the black community, you know, gets the brunt of it. But Latinos get it, too. You know, like I've been, I've been, like I said on my last, on my, on my, on my last uh, podcast, my dad was a victim of, of injustice and racism for, for, for a day. It was really crazy. You know, I've been pulled over for no reason and the cops look for a reason. They couldn't find one, yep. you know, but they pulled me over anyway. And I even have a, I have a good friend of mine that I've known since childhood, practically since my teenage years. And I'm incredibly proud of him. He's a Los Angeles Police Department officer. Well, he's a detective now. And I'm very proud of his accomplishments because he got into that for all the right reasons. He got into it to help and to be a public servant. And that's what many people need to understand is that they are here to protect. And there's a key phrase right there, to serve. That's the whole part of about, about being a public servant. A lot of these, a lot of these people that are public servants, they tend to forget that little servant part, you know, and that's, that's what I believe is also a big problem too. And again, until, you know, until they go ahead and drop that weight and learn how to keep it off, then it's just a diet and it's not a lifestyle change. Man, yo, the way you said that, bro, that was beyond excellent, man. For real. Like that, yo, we just created like a major highlight clip, <laughs> you don't say like out of this uh podcast, man. For real, like this well, is this has been it's incredible. A it, it's a reflection off of a uh, off of a uh, a good guest having like being able to actually <laughs> you know, be being here. That's the reason I love all my guests to come on the show because they always have something to bring into the conversation, you know. And that's what I love. I love that about all my guests on on all my episodes. You know, and having you on here, man, I mean, you're a gamer, but you bring a lot of other, you know, elements to not just gaming, but you also bring a lot of real life elements into it because real life elements is what inspired you to be where you are right now. 
And I, and I got to ask you, I got to ask you, out of everything that we've been talking about, games you've been playing, are you, oh, man. Are, are you thinking about maybe creating a video game yourself? I mean, you've been around this. You've played them all. Will you be creating one for yourself? Like, have you, or have you thought of a concept to create a video game for, you know, something that you want to create? Yeah, man. Yo, honestly, I have, man. Like, early on. Like, you know what I'm saying? I have. Uh, so, I'm going to tell you something, right? I Like, so there's this game that I thought of, and this was, like, I'll probably say back in, like, 2010, something like that. But I love, you know, I love Mortal Kombat. I love Street Fighter. You know, I, I just love fighting games, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this game back in the day called Bushido Blade. Oh, and yeah, I remember Bushido, Bushido Blade, yeah. Yeah, and Bushido Blade, it was so real that when you cut somebody... It's like now they're fighting with one leg. Or if you cut mm-hmm. the arm, they're fighting with one arm. Mm-hmm. With today's graphics and today's, um, you know, technology and stuff like that, I would love to have a game that fuses all martial arts nice. in one game. And, you know, you get a chance to fight it out. Now, the cool and, and the way I had it set up was the rules change. So, like, for example, right? Um, you can have a mode where the mode is a straight boxing. So let's say you got somebody that's a kick specialist, but they're not good with their hands. How are they going to perform in a boxing match only? You know what I'm saying? So there's like a um, criteria that you got to play out that will earn you boxing abilities and stuff like that. You know, when you fight, like it's, it's so many like dope ideas I have for this uh, concept, but it's a concept that can be built upon, you know what I'm saying? And one of the ideas that I had in it was like, you would have people in real life do like real life, unique, like uh, martial art combinations. And those real life combinations could be uploaded into the game and you can download them to your favorite character so they could use something that came from real life. Yo, bro. It's crazy, man. But that's that's just a thought. But yeah, it's man. Definitely a game like, I'd like to buy. <laughs> yeah, like it's uh, yeah, and, and the cool thing and the cool thing about it is like, you know, uh, you know, you you create your own you can create your own character. There's already a select select characters that's already there, and I already had like guest characters in mind. So like it'll be dope to have, you know what I'm saying, uh Leroy from The Last Dragon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As a character you could choose in a game. Um, it'd be dope to have Michael Ja White as Michael Ja White, you know, in the game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, and, and Michael Ja White, remember, he played uh, his character Bone in, um, in uh, I forgot the name of the movie. The name of the movie might be called Bone. Uh, but he, he played this character named Bone in a movie with So Fire. And it, it's just so many cool things to it, man. So that was a thought that I had way back. Uh, in terms of a dope fighting game that fuses that realistic, uh, has that re- realistic um, look to it, realistic moves, and is based off real life things that we've seen. So when you see them in a game, um, it's coming from a real place. There's nothing fiction about it. So I think that'd be really dope. No, nah, and that's uh, definitely something up my alley because I also love fighting games. I have UFC, all the UFC games. I yeah. mean, that's one of the reasons why I love the the UFC games the, the way they go ahead and put all the different arm bars uh rear naked chokes the amaplatas the you know uh the reverse uh rear naked like all all these different types of the triangle chokeholds 
everything is so realistic because I took mixed martial arts and I know oh, these got moves. you. I know these moves and I'm just like, wow, they actually got these moves really like perfect. Like they're they're doing it really like incredible. So yeah, man, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love I love and I'm a wrestling fan too. Just by the way, I wanted to tell you that early on. I've been watching wrestling since I was a kid. I kind of stopped for a little bit though because it's kind of yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of stopped. I kind of stopped for a bit too. But the thing is, I, you know, I've been real busy. And I was disappointed too in uh, the 2K WWE 2K20. Oh, kind 2K20 was horrible. It was WWE the worst. 2K20. The worst. I, yo, listen, I've look, I've played uh, 2K. I played all the WWE 2K. Me too. Me too. Don't get me wrong. They all got their fair share of glitches. Mm-hmm. But 2K20, the worst. Like the first match had glitch. Like I never. I think they have passed it. I'm I think trying they to think. It, to be honest, yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there any other game I've ever played in my life that was as glitchy as WWE 2K20? I've played like like Assassin's Creed Unity was a horrible glitchy game. But it's I, still I remember game, that was it's, games. It's still games. But I don't think it. I don't think anything I've like. I mean, the worst game ever made, in my opinion, is still ET. You know what I'm saying? I never even played that one, to be honest. Yeah, that's the, I think that's the worst game ever made in human existence. <laughs> like, like I'd rather, like, I'd rather, like, like, eat boogers or something like that <laughs> than play ETs. Like, I don't know. Like, for real. Like, that, that it, yo, literally, it's no point in playing this game. Like, the only reason why you would buy it is just to say you have it because you got ET on the front cover. Other than yeah. that, you wouldn't... That's the first game in history that you will buy to not play. Like, matter of <laughs> fact, like, I, like I, w- I would be like this. Like, I'll be like, yo, I want this game to be successful so you don't make it again. So I will <laughs> buy it for you not to make it again. But if you tell me you won't make it again, I won't buy it. <laughs> You're like, because, I'm done. I didn't even deal because, with this anymore. <laughs> yeah, because they'll try to make it again thinking that they could do better a second time around. No. This is one of those moments where there is no second chances. Strike one, you're out. That's it. Like, like it, 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 it's no. almost like it's almost like you know what? Treat this like the XFL. Don't try it. Yes. Twice. Yeah, yeah. Don't try. Don't it try twice. It twice. It's, it's, it's Actually, at this point, don't try it a third time because you already tried it twice. It still failed. So yeah, yeah don't like, even try yeah. it now. Well, man, hip hop gamer, thank you so much for being on the Xander Effect, man. I, you know, like seriously, I'm gonna have you back on again. I'd love to have, you know, your opinions on certain games that come out, certain uh, certain DLCs that come out, and get your take on some of this stuff, man. I've always, I, you know, I love adding these types of uh, these types of good information onto the Xander Effect. And dude, I definitely would want to lo- like, I'd love to have you back on the show again very, very soon. Yo, dude, let's do it, man. You got my number. You already know what it is, man. It'd be an honor. This was great. You know what I mean? God bless to the audience, you know, out there that's going to check this out. Xander, love you, bro. I really appreciate it, man. This is humbling, and I look forward to doing this again, dog. Dude, likewise, man. And be safe out there, please. And, dude, be blessed, brother. I'll talk to you very soon. All right, one love, man. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right, later. Thank you so much, Hip Hop Gamer, for being on the Xander Effect. I definitely will have you back on here very soon. I mean, you're, you got an incredible knowledge of gaming, so we all need that. That's for sure, because, you know, the Xander Effect is all about entertainment, sports, and video games. So definitely will have you back on the show very soon. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget... 
to uh, make sure you look out for the World of Dance podcast, uh, where I talk to all the contestants from NBC's World of Dance. Talk to them a little bit about you know what uh, some questions that have been sent in by the viewers of uh, World of Dance, and also talk to them a little, get to know them a little bit. What happens behind the scenes and all the good stuff that happens on NBC's World of Dance that premieres every Tuesday on NBC. So make sure you watch out for that one and the podcast premieres every Friday on all major streaming sites, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple iTunes, um, TuneIn Radio, etc. So yeah, definitely watch watch for for that podcast every Friday. And the Xander Effect is changing uh, timing, uh, days here and there as well. Uh, usually my show is on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Now it's going to be on Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. So make sure you watch out for that one again. You can catch those on all streaming sites. You can catch it on Spotify, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and many, many more. So make sure you watch out for that. And as always, you know, be safe out there. Uh, we're still, unfortunately, the coronavirus is still out there. Things are reopening, but make sure you stay safe. Still practice social distancing because we still have not, they still have not found a vaccine for the virus, and it's still very contagious, so be careful out there as things start reopening up little by little. And uh, as far as everything else concerned, love each other, respect each other, be with each other. Especially right now during this time that we're all in all of this together, whether it be social injustice, whether it be racism, whether it be the virus, whether it be anything, we're all humans in this planet. We're all in this together. We all live on this planet together and we all must face all these things together. And remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. Y'all. <laughs> I be tell I tell Yeah, you did. They ain't believe it though. <laughs> One life. Do brown. Same game, be telling. What up? Kick it like it's kickball. Power couple. She dripping in that they'll say goodbye. They wanna touch her. Everybody know that's do girl. What you gonna do by me and her take on the world? Now that's the truth. Hey everyone, the Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc. Sony Music The Orchard and BMG Bertelsman Group. In association with Art19 Media.